We've been in a series, uh, a two-part series, uh, entitled Crossing Over. And we've been crossing over into a new year. And so, yes, you have physically crossed over, but symbolically and more spiritually, you've crossed over. All of us have crossed over. And I believe that in this time together that we have, we're going to be able to see ourselves that we have crossed over And so at the end of our time together, we're going to pray specifically for you and your family. Uh, But before we do that, I want you to turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. That's Ecclesiastes chapter 8. And uh, last week, if you remember, um, we spoke about a statement. And there's there's a statement that I made that really framed what we talked about. And it was this, friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Holy Spirit into God's purposes. We spoke about that last week and it was, it was vital for us to hear because again, we didn't know what 2020 was going to end up like. Uh, with your prayers and your hopes and the goals that you have in 2021, can I uh, be somewhat of an encourager to you today that although you may not know how 2021 is going to play out, you can be reassured that God is going to walk with you through it. And so friends of God who live by faith and consult the Lord are led by the Spirit into God's purposes. And as a result, guess what? When you're unsure, when you're unsure about anything that is happening in your life, what direction to go, guess what? You can be reassured that God's walking with you. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Turn with me. This is what it says. The word of a king, the word of a king is authoritative and powerful. The word of a king is authoritative, authoritative and powerful. Take your right hand, place it on your on your heart. Repeat after me. Eyes to see, a heart to receive, a mouth to confess all of the good things. Christ has provided for me. If you believe that, come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. He's prepared good things for you this year. The word of a king has authority and has power. Authority and power. Authority and power. Believe it or not, God has good plans for you. Believe it or not, God has good purposes for you. There's a good plan that has already been set in place for your life. Believe it or not, God is on your side. Some of us have experienced some traumatic things this year, loss, job loss. We've experienced some confusion, some frustration. Some of us have even dealt with more emotional things like depression. And I want to encourage you today that God still has a, a plan for you. God still has a purpose for you in your life. Matter of fact, that he, as you dreamed, he dreamed as well. He had a dream for this earth and he wrapped your body around it. And now he says, go and be an expression of me to the world. Meaning that you have an assignment. 
I don't know if you haven't heard this in a while, but you need to know that you have an assignment that's been given to you by God. Now, when I say that, it's not something that has an obligation tied to it. It's more of a pleasure. See, a lot of us growing up in church, we heard about assignments and we heard about tasks, but they were always tied to obligations. Well, hear me, when God gives you an assignment and you understand who you are in Christ, it's more of a pleasure than it is an obligation. We say it like this, I get to. I don't have to, I I get to. And so God has an assignment for you. He has an assignment for me. And God doesn't want you to be tormented by fear or let anything hold you back from that assignment. And can I tell you, peering into 2021, all of us, I can say, most of us are amped up about 2021. And my wife reminded me this morning that we still got the same issues that we did in 2020. (laughs) Like somehow we we thought that we were going to wake up in 2021 and all those things were just going to disappear. Nope. There's still political issues. There's still this thing called COVID going around this. Let's be honest. There's still issues happening. And maybe even for some of us in our life, the same stuff that we dealt with on December 31st, we woke up and we have to deal with it on January 1st. But understand this, it doesn't take away our hope in Christ. None of it. Matter of fact, I'll say it again. The word of a king has authority and has power. And God doesn't want you to be tormented by fear. But get this, Although you have an assignment, you have to know that there's an enemy who will do anything and everything that he can to try to stop you from doing what God has assigned for you to do. Now, when I say that, hear me, hear me out, because I'm not a preacher who's going to try to fear you into believing God. Matter of fact, the Bible says that it's his kindness that leads you to repent, not the fear. It's his kindness Okay. Second of all, the enemy has been defeated. The only way the enemy can get to you and I is to get inside your head and make you believe lies about who God is and about yourself. Am I talking to anybody today? There have been moments in 2020 where I took the bait and I believed a lie about me and about God. The enemy has been defeated. He has no power. But the only way that he can get to you, new covenant believer, you're righteous and holy to your core. And the only way he can get to you is by way of your mind, which is still being renewed day by day. And so one of the enemy's greatest tactics is to bring fear. Is to bring fear. See, you begin a new year with all kind of motivation and all kind of excitement, but then fear trickles in. Fear comes in. Fear overwhelms. Fear overtakes, right? And so one of the enemy's greatest tactics is to bring fear and try to prevent you from making progress. And this is something that I learned more and more in 2020, that did you know that you can block your own destiny when you allow your fear to grow bigger than your faith? 
fear is not of God. Fear is unbelief. Fear is believing the reverse. If faith is faith and faith is believing in God and God is good and God is for you, then fear is believing in the opposite. And many of us, we bend towards that fear and no wonder why we can't get out of the cycle, the struggle. No wonder we can't ever set out to accomplish what God placed in our heart. It's not God. It's not even the world. It's us. We haven't renewed our minds to the very truth of God's love for us. And if you find God's truth for you, guess what? You're going to find security. And if you find security in Christ, nothing can stop you. Nothing. Nothing. So the enemy wants you to fear. And he wants you to ask questions of what ifs. Y'all know him. What ifs? What if I what if I fail? Right? What if I make a fool of myself? Hey, here's one. What if I didn't really hear from God? <laughs> what if others don't approve? What if my reputation suffers? What if I get fired? What if I get laid off? What if I go broke? What if my next stimulus check is delayed? Hello. What if shelter in place is a constant thing in 2021? What if I get sick? And it goes on and on and on. You know the what ifs. We all play the what if game. We do it. All of us, can I tell you, periodically come to these crossroads in our lives, in our places where we must move forward despite our fears. Listen, we're teaching our kids right now, hey, you're going to fear sometimes, but it should not stop you from moving forward. You know what fear does? Fear paralyzes you in your decision-making and even your faith. Fear is not of God. So remember this truth right here. You can't always control the feeling of fear, but you can keep it from controlling you. Fear will always be with us, but it doesn't have to overtake us. And during life's moments, especially in this upcoming year, listen, I know God placed something in your heart so big, so grand, and I know you're trusting him for it, and I know you're believing God for it, and I know some of you have been praying over that thing, and even while you don't have the answer in front of you, hear me, God will give you one step of faith to move forward. He will. When fear strikes, and many times it will, listen, I can be honest, my first inclination is to run away and go back and not cross over, but that's when God's saying more than ever, son, don't fear, you, you are found secure in me, I have a good future for you. As a matter of fact, I wrote down a few statements into my journal this week. First one was this, I don't have to fear my future. The second one was this, I'm good at walking out the will of God. <laughs> Let that encourage you for a moment. Hey, you're good at, good at walking out the will of God. How can I say that? Because uh, God, right, placed Jesus as his will. 
Jesus is the will of God for your life. And if you're in Christ, then guess what? He's in you. You're one in this together. You're good at walking out the will of God. The third thing was this, exceedingly more. There's no shortage in heaven. So why would there be shortage on earth? I am a king's kid. You're a king's kid. You do not deal the same way that other people deal with issues because you're a king's kid. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, that God has not given you a spirit of fear. Let me read it to you in another translation. It says this, for the Holy Spirit, God's gift does not want you to be afraid. Oh, the Holy Spirit right there is to minister to us. The Holy Spirit's uh, agenda is to remind us of who we are in Christ. And when those times when we do find ourselves in fear, oh, the Holy Spirit is there to remind us that we can have faith through it all. And on this first Sunday of the new year, I want... I want to review a statement that we made in 2020, and it's this. I am a king. My words have power, so I will speak them. Because more than ever, in the beginning of the year, we look into this new year with our hopes and our dreams and the energy that we have and the motivation that we have and the insight that we have. We need to declare more than ever that I am a king. My words have power, and so I will speak them. So number one, I, I hope that you're taking notes today. You can take notes on your Calvary app. One, here it is. I am a king. Can you say that with me? Come on. I am a king. That's right. Each and every single one of you are kings. I love what Pastor Ben says. He goes, well, if I'm a king, isn't there a queen? I mean, no, we're all kings. You know why? Because if I can be a bride of Christ, then you can be a king. You can be a king. Maybe you didn't know that you were called a king, but that's the truth. You're a king. Genesis 17, verses 6 and 16 declares that God told Abraham that he would be, read it for yourself, the father of many nations, and kings will come from Abraham. Now get the picture because Abraham is known as the father of faith. He is. He's known as the father of faith, meaning that we are his offspring. We're children of faith and we are meant to be kings. This means you and I. So Jesus the king has made us both kings and priests. If you've never heard that, check out Revelation chapter 1, verses 5 and 6. Jesus is called the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I, I, I'm not talking about the king in Egypt. I'm not talking even, even talking about the, the, the president of the United States. I'm not talking about those kind of kings. I'm talking about king's kids, kings of kings and lord of lords. You are a king. You are a lord. How can I declare this? Because he made me king over my domain and my territory, which is 2717 Triangle Leaf Drive, Fort Worth, Texas. Are you getting the picture? He has given you kingship over your home. 
He's given you kingship and authority over your place of business. He's given you kingship and authority and power over your own family. That's your domain. And so kingship has to do with authority and it has to do with power because in the beginning, remember, Adam was given authority over the entire earth, but then he lost it to Satan. Well, we can give praise for for Jesus because as he's considered the last Adam, he brought the authority and the power back in our hands. And so today we can declare that the war is over. Hey, believer, the war is over. That flat tire did not come from the enemy. It's just because you were driving in a construction zone. Things that happen to you are sometimes just life. It doesn't mean that the enemy has the power to shift and shape your life. No, he doesn't. Understand that the war is over and sadly many of us refuse to believe this reality instead of enjoying our freedom in Christ. So get, get this. Because he's given you kingship and authority and power over your domain, what does that simply mean? This means that, that we're the ones that bring light into dark areas in our world. Something I've learned that whenever, as a believer, whenever we've prayed for breakthroughs, right? Anybody ever pray for a breakthrough? Whenever we pray for breakthroughs, you know how God answers those breakthroughs? It's a person. I got a revelation of who I was in Christ when I prayed for a breakthrough in year two of Calvary North Fort Worth. And I was reminded that I was sent to this community right here because he sees me as the breakthrough many of you in your own lives you're praying for a breakthrough God sends something God sends someone not understanding what you're packing on the inside of you that you're actually the breakthrough and you're actually the answer to your prayer that if you just get a glimpse of who you are in Christ you will know that you have authority and power why because a king's word has power and authority. If you believe that, come on, give him some praise today. So, so how does this play out? Well, God's given you power and authority in your family. That's right. We're to represent the victor and his victory in our families. We're to represent the victor and his victory in government. Hey, we're to represent the victor and his victory in media. We're to represent the victor and victor in arts and entertainment, in business and education. You're getting the picture. We're called to fill the entire earth with an expression of who Jesus is. Ephesians 2, 6 says it like this, that in our union with Christ Jesus, he raised us up. He raised us up with him to rule with him in the heavenly world, to rule with him. So this leads to some sobering questions because if that's the case, then I got questions, pastor. I I have things to ask, like why do bad things happen to good people? If that's the case and that verse is in the Bible and if you say that's true, then why do people get sick and die prematurely? Why 
does the innocent suffer? And those are great questions. Some blame God. I'll be honest, it's quick to blame somebody for bad things that happen in our lives. But, but look at what the Bible says. Psalm 115, verse 16. That the highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. This place, this planet, it's our responsibility. Your family, it's your responsibility. Your home is your responsibility. That's your domain. Hey, your heart is your responsibility. You can be in the best place in the world, the most healthiest culture in the world, and because your heart is tainted, it's hard for you to see it. You can have the best spouse that you could possibly ever have, but if your heart is tainted, you won't see it. Some of us have had great jobs that we despised, but because our heart was tainted, we could never see it. This planet is our responsibility. It was given to you and I so that we can rule and reign and have dominion as kings. And if bad things happen, listen, it's easy to blame somebody and it's even easy to, bl- to blame God. It's easy to blame the government. And for some, it's easy to blame the Russians. It's a joke. <laughs> but did you ever pause to consider before we blame Consider that the possibility that bad things happen because we, the kings, the kings of this earth, are called to rule and reign in God's name, allow things to happen. Now, I get it. You won't have control over everything. But I think you and I, we can allow ourselves to operate more of a kingship than we have. And the problem isn't that we lack authority. The problem isn't that we don't lack power. The problem is that we don't walk in that authority and that power. Church, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5 says it like this. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is that that overcomes the world? Only he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's who you are. You're an overcomer. If you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, if you believe that he is the Son of God, that he he died but he rose on your behalf and now you have his life, guess what? You're an overcomer. Number two, real quick. My words have power. Your words have power. You are a king, and your words have power, which means that you must begin to speak. You must begin to speak. Are you ready for the gospel? Here's the gospel. Grace comes through faith, and faith must be acted upon if it's to be of any benefit to you. Grace is given, but we must receive it. And act on it if it's going to be of any benefit. Any benefit. You know the easiest way to express faith? 
The easiest way to express faith in your life is to speak it. <laughs> is to speak it. Why? Because word, words are powerful. Words can be used to build up or tear down. Words can be used to guide or misdirect. They can be used to clarify or they can be used to confuse. Words are powerful. And so your words have power. If you just take an inventory of our society today, listen, there's a lot of words being spoken that are misguiding, that are causing confusion, that, that are tearing down and, and not building up. Are you hearing me? It's time for kings us as kings to exercise our dominion by speaking. And to paraphrase Ecclesiastes 8.4, our theme text, the word of the king has authority and it has power. Why do I say that? Because when God's kings begin to speak God's words, God backs it up with power. Because you are aligning your language with what heaven has always known to be true about you. <laughs> and hear me, this isn't to glorify the word that was spoken. It's to reveal the living word that's already living inside you. We don't speak things in faith just to say it or just to declare it or to magnify the spoken word. No, what we're doing is we're revealing we got something greater on the inside of us. That we have a good thing on the inside of us. We have a good calling. Come on, that we will prosper in 2021. That we will overcome. That we will be victors in Christ. Yeah, we're revealing on the inside of us that we have more than what the world can throw at us. Are you hearing me? <laughs> 2020 try to beat you down, but I understand you got more. See, I see you clearly, and Jesus knows who you are. See, I see you. Je there's Jesus on the inside of you. You stand tall as a giant. And if only you saw yourself that way, you wouldn't be fearful of tomorrow. You wouldn't be fearful of what's to come. Matter of fact, you'd find more, you find more reasons to express your joy any given day. <laughs> Society tells you to be depressed. Society tells you it's okay to be defeated. Society tells you it's okay to hashtag struggle. Society tells you that things are okay. But when you align yourself with what heaven says about you, listen, it's not okay. What's the phrase you used? Holy intolerance, right? Huh. That we wouldn't take those thoughts any longer. Those words of impurity and that demean us. And there's a portion of scripture where the apostle Paul even writes, I don't even judge myself. I used to scratch my head at that and I said, what, what, what do you mean, Paul? You don't even judge yourself. Well, he's a new covenant believer because a lot of times we're emotionally driven that we judge ourselves based on the, those emotions. Well, get this. Paul came to a conclusion that he can't even base his judgments regarding himself based off his emotions. 
because God sees something in you. He placed something in you that's so far beyond what you feel right now. Oh, far beyond what you could even see in your natural eye. And many of us have been tossed like waves because of our emotions were unstable. But if you could see how secure you stand in Christ, you'd allow those dreams to just be revealed. So we need to speak. Number three, here it is. We're going to declare this. I will speak. I will speak. Jesus wants you to speak more than ever. As a matter of fact, he said in Mark eleven twenty two through 24, that he wants you to speak directly to your mountain. Are you faced with a mountain-sized issue today? If you're not, good for you. Some people in here are. In 2021, you're probably going to face a mountain-sized obstacle. What do you do? Listen, the temptation is always to run away and hide and fear and tell God about it. But can I tell you, God already knows the issue. He already knows the problem. I would even go further to say that God already knows the way you feel about the problem. He already knows about it. So how about we start to talk to the mountain-sized problem about our God? (laughs) And we begin to speak because Jesus has given everything you need He's provided everything you need to overcome that mountain-sized problem. Hey, maybe you need healing today. Maybe you have family members that aren't doing so well. Well, he's already provided healing in 1 Peter 2.24. You can read it for yourself. What if today you need help in your finances? Hey, he's already provided what you need regarding your finances, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Maybe you need peace today. A lot of us are dealing with anxiety and we're uncomfortable in our own skin and we have dark moments, but hear me, he's provided what you need, Galatians 5, 22. And as usual, your heavenly father is a million steps ahead of you. Kings, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you today. And it's time for us to start talking to our mountain about how big our God actually is. Your mountain needs to hear your voice. Okay, that's good, Pastor, but what do I say to my, mount, to my mountain? What do I even say? What do I, what do I even begin to voice? What, what, do, what scripture do I use when I do that? I want to help you today. Zechariah chapter 4, verse 7, read it for yourself. It tells us exactly what to say. Here it is. Who are you? Oh, great mountain. Who are you? Oh, great problem. You shall become a plain. And he shall bring forth the capstone with shouts of grace. Grace to it. So I'm I'm going to let you in on a little, little insight this year. That it's not what you say, but it's who you say. 
It's not what you say to your mountain, but it's who you say to your mountain. It's always been about Jesus, the author and the perfecter of your faith. You begin speaking Jesus, Mr. Grace. You begin to to declare his name above every name that is out there. You begin to declare things not as you see it, but as you see it in your heart. Yeah, listen, grace is Jesus and Jesus is grace. So what am I saying? I'm saying talk more about Jesus to the problem. I don't care what the issue is. You talk more about Jesus to the issue and the challenge that you face each and every day. How are you going to get through 2021? Scratch that. How are you going to be an overcomer? How are you going to prosper? How are you going to remain a victor in 2021? You continue to speak about Jesus to that mountain. Nothing else will do. His love for you is unconditional, without question. Philippians 2.10 says that all these names must bow down to another name, and that is the name of Jesus. You have to understand, church, that his name is greater, it's powerful, it's authoritative. Thank you, Lord. You know that there is a key needed for a locked door? There's certain password that must be known to be able to get access into a computer. An authorized signature is needed to cash a check. (laughs) All of these examples is how a person's name has authority. All authority is invested or contained in the name of Jesus. That's why the Bible says things like this, whosoever calls on his name shall be saved. That's why the Bible declares things like this, we're baptized in his name. That's why the Bible says things like this, that we're healed in his name. Signs and wonders are done in his name. That we carry his name to the nations. That through his name is forgiveness for the sins. God's desired a people for his name. And as believers, you and I have a right to this name. Right where you are, can you just lift your hands? Come on, declare his name over your situation, over your year today. Thank you, Jesus. You're the greatest name. You're the name above every name. Above disease and sickness. God, your your name is above addiction. Your name is greater than hurt and pain and depression. Lord, your name is greater than poverty, Lord. We declare that name today. We focus on that name today. Jesus, that name.
that heals, that name that brings peace, that name that reminds us that there is a Savior, that name that brings us back to a place of remembrance of who we are in Christ. No, we're not hopeless bystanders starting a new year, but we are victors in Christ. Yeah, we have a choice and we choose that name that is above every name. That name that is greater than anything that may hinder us this year. We declare that name today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father.